You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. The first game on the Sunday morning slate is the Atlanta Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by seven. And I'm going to be honest, I like the Cowboys to win this game. But seven's a lot of points. And... Watching Dallas against the Los Angeles Rams, I realize the Rams' defense is a lot better than Atlanta's, but uh, I'm taking that seven and, and picking Atlanta. Uh, and I, there's a lot of people I like in this game, fantasy football-wise. For Dallas, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. Amari Cooper's at home, so I think he's a safe play. You can really count on him to produce. Michael Gallup I like a lot. You know, Blake Jarwin's hurt and on IR, so I'm kind of staying away from that tight end position for a while until I, you know, you see what you got. Schultz, um, Dak Prescott, gotta like him if you're starting or you're expecting big games from Cooper and Gallup. Uh, you gotta start Dak, Dak Prescott against Atlanta, and actually I think that's a, a really good play. I think he's gonna annihilate the Atlanta defense. And CeeDee Lamb, He's on your bench still. I didn't see enough from him on the opening week that shows that he's uh, involved enough in the offense to to start, so you're putting him on your bench. Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan, uh, it's probably not – he's going to be okay. He's going to be right around that 12, 13, 14 range, I believe. And, uh, you know, Julio Jones, you're going to start regardless. Calvin Ridley, he's a must-start regardless every week. I think, you know – the breakout's coming. He, he proved it in week one. And, uh, you know, Russell Gage, I, I think he's a decent play. He's not as decent as he was last week. He had a great matchup last week. I believe that, you know, Dallas is susceptible to the tight end, and they're actually going to finally incorporate Hayden Hurst more than they did last week. I was really high on him last week, and so I hate to go back to that well, but the matchup's too good. And I feel like those targets that we're going to gauge are just going to be pivoted over to, to, uh, sorry, Hayden Hurst. <laughs> Keep wanting to say Austin Hooper. I know he's not there. <laughs> so Hayden Hurst. Uh, they're, they're basically the same tight end to me, to be honest. Uh, so again, it's going to be a, a close game. Dallas pulls it out, but I don't think it's going to be by seven. I, I just think Atlanta's offense is too good even though their defense is so, 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 so bad. The Denver Broncos and 
Pittsburgh Steelers. It's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's favored by six. I'm taking the Steelers. Early on in the year, I would have taken Denver. Well, I would have picked Pittsburgh to win the game, but I would have taken Denver with those points because of their defense. Von Miller's out. You know, Cortland Sutton's maybe coming back, but he might be out. Philip Lindsay's going to be out. I just feel like Steelers are in a better position than the Broncos are right now. Denver Broncos had some key losses, so I'm taking Pittsburgh in those six points. Fantasy football-wise, Drew Locke, he's a bench. I just don't like, I, you know, I don't like that offensive line to block Watt and Dupree. I feel like they'll be in the backfield just as much as Locke is in Melvin Gordon. I don't like Melvin Gordon in this game at all. You know, you saw what they did with Saquon Barkley, where Barkley, you know, Roethlisberger got more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley, and I don't think Melvin Gordon's any more of a legitimate back than Saquon Barkley is. I mean, it doesn't get any better than Saquon Barkley. So I, I'm not high on Melvin Gordon in, in this one. I'm, you know, receiver-wise, they just use so many different receivers in that game. Jerry Judy I liked. He would have had an, an amazing game if he didn't have those two drops. So I, I think I'd still probably start Judy. Uh, not with confidence, but he could be a play if you need a flex or he's at the end of your, your bench and you, you have worse matchups. I like Noah Fant. I think he's a start. Locke's got to get it somewhere, and I think Fant's the guy that uh, is going to benefit from that. A lot of quick dump-offs. He's an athletic tight end. Those guys are always hard to, to cover regardless on how good the defense is. And you're looking at the other receivers. I mean, uh, Patrick, Hamilton, Like, who's that going to be if, if Sutton doesn't play? If Sutton plays, obviously. I still wouldn't start Sutton right now. It's kind of a wait-and-see you don't want to put him in there, and then uh, he's, you know, he, he's not at full strength. So really, I guess what I'm saying is, outside of Fanta, I just think it's going to be a, a bad fantasy day for the Denver Broncos. On the Steelers' side of the ball, I don't think it's going to be as great of a fantasy day as what you would believe. I think Roethlisberger, uh, his day will be okay with, with the Broncos. You know, they have a young secondary and I think Roethlisberger is able to exploit that a little bit. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, I, I don't think he'll have a game like he had last week. Will he get you about 10 points? Yeah, you know, you're probably going to play him in this one. Dante Johnson, I think uh, he's going to take a step forward in this game. He actually had a really good target percentage in this last game. He just uh, couldn't connect with Roethlisberger on a couple of those passes. I think they tighten that up, and Dante Johnson's going to be the steal that we all thought he was going to be. I think that starts with Denver. So I, I would start Deontay Johnson. Eric Ebron, I think he will be a, a pretty good play this week. He was quiet that first week. I think this will be a week that he takes that next step and is really productive. And you know, James Washington, Chase Claypool, those guys aren't going to be uh, targeted enough to be effective fantasy football-wise. I, I think they're great receivers, but, uh, you know, from, from a fantasy, fantasy football perspective, I'm not really high on them. And James Connors might not play. He's hurt. Actually, even if he isn't hurt, Benny Snell might have solidified that job a little bit. I don't like either against Denver. I think Denver still does a pretty good job at stopping the run. And, you know, if I was going to play someone, to be Benny Snell. 
You just can't rely on Connor right now. Even if it's a good matchup, you're not sure he's going to stay healthy. So uh, I would leave the running backs at home if I have them on my, my squad for this uh, matchup in Pittsburgh. The Los Angeles Rams at the Philadelphia Eagles. This should be an interesting game. The Eagles are favored by three. And as much as the Eagles laid an egg last week against the Redskins, I am going with the Eagles and giving up the three points. Los Angeles is traveling all the way to the East Coast. I don't see the Eagles laying two eggs in a row. The the Rams are a solid team. I just don't know that... uh, I just think they have a pretty solid defense, and the Rams aren't the high-powered offense that they've shown to be in the past. So I'm taking the Eagles in three points. Fantasy football-wise, on the Eagles, I'm I'm not starting Wentz with confidence. He has an okay matchup. It's just I'm I'm not sold on Wentz this week. I you look at the receivers, Jalen Rager should be playing. He played last week. I don't like that matchup because, you know, him and Deshaun Jackson both, I think the Rams have pretty good corners. I think they take them, the uh, both of them, out of the game. I really like Rager, but uh, again, this isn't the week to be starting him. At tight end, you know, Goddard and Ertz, I like them both. I think you can play both of them. And they're, they're both just must-starts at this point, as much as the Eagles use those two tight ends that they remind me of, you know, the old Patriots with the two tight end sets and being able to use both tight ends effectively. I mean, that's really the last time you've seen that, and I think that's what you have with the Eagles right now. This is like the 2.0 version of it. So you, you got to like that. And Miles Sanders, I like Miles Sanders in this game a lot. He's going to play. He's been practicing. If he doesn't play, stay away from everybody. You know, I made that mistake with Boston Scott, thinking that he would have a decent game. They couldn't, you know, they didn't use him as much as they could have, and he got hurt. But even before the injury, I was worried about his usage. Miles Sanders, not the case. I would play him with confidence. Ezekiel Elliott had a great game against them, and I think Miles Sanders is more of a dynamic pass catcher than Ezekiel Elliott. Not that Elliott's bad, but I just think that much more highly of Miles Sanders' ability. On that, so I'm starting Miles Sanders. On the Rams side of the ball, I'm kind of out on the receivers on this one, except for Cooper Cup. Bobby Woods, I think is, I think he's held back. Uh, he's, you know, he, the Eagles are, are pretty good against the receiver position on the outsides, at least. Cooper Cup, I feel like can have a pretty good day. I'm not expecting huge things from Cooper Cup, but I still think he'll be a a workmanlike production from him this week. Running back, Malcolm Brown, I think he takes a step back. I know he got a lot of hype for his performance, and I was really excited about his performance. But with against this uh, Eagles defense, I, I don't think he gets that same production. I still think he, I think I still think he's a solid back and the one to own for the Rams. It's just this week's not a good week for him. Uh, and Tyler Higby. It could be a good day for Tyler Higby. I think he has a better game than he had the first week. And I would start Tyler Higby on my team. And the, the the matchup's not the greatest, but sometimes you just have that gut feeling about what the matchups are going to look like and what they're going to do to counteract different matchups. And 
So that makes me really high on the, the Tyler Higby uh, train this week. So I would start Tyler Higby, and let's be honest, you're starting him anyway because he, you know, he, he's one of the, the top tight ends you, that was drafted. So uh, Daryl Henderson, you know, not sure about him. Cam Akers, obviously bench. They're all, they're all bench materials at this point. So that will uh, this will be a pretty good game. I'm actually interested in watching it. And we'll see if the, the Eagles can, uh, yeah, see if the Eagles can pull it off against the Rams this week. This next game, the San Francisco 49ers at the New York Jets. The 49ers are favored by seven points. And I would never pick the 49ers, no matter how good they are, to go all the way to the West or the East Coast from the West Coast, and win by seven points to anybody. Unless it's an Adam Gase team, a run team. And the New York Jets are that, and I am not big on the Jets this year. I think they're a big mess. Le'Veon Bell's on IR. The Frank Gore show, which, you know, I give my love to Frank Gore. He's a great running back, but uh, I'm picking the 49ers in the seven points. So fantasy football wise on that, you know what? Who do you like on the Jets? I like nobody. Crowder had a great first week. Crowder's always been a consistent weapon for the Jets. I don't like him this week in that slot. I do, however, you know, with Richard Sherman going to IR, the, the, there's kind of a conundrum for for the 49ers at cornerback. This, this could be a bigger week for Brashard Perriman, so definitely keep an eye out on him. He can have a, a a pretty big day if they try to exploit that weakness of having their third and fourth string cornerbacks on the outsides playing. Um, so I definitely would I would start Brashard Perryman with confidence. You know this is still the NFL. Teams know how to exploit different weaknesses, and that's definitely going to be a weakness for the 49ers. So Brashard Perryman definitely start him. You know the Frank Gore train. I'm 49ers are great at stopping the run. Regardless, I'm I'm not uh, going to start Frank Gore. I'm not going to start Josh Adams. They can both be on Kalen Balage. I know they just signed him, but uh, I think it's too early to get excited about Kalen Balage. Uh, I think it was actually never uh, never a good idea to get excited about Kalen Balage. So why start now? And Sam Darnold's not going to have a big day. I think, you know, he's going to be uh, have a really pedestrian day. Chris Herndon, he he's actually a decent play. I think uh, Chris Herndon can get some targets, and he'll get a lot of targets with the injuries. And, you know, he, he's definitely a weapon for the Jets. And, you know, Hogan, I mean, who else is going to be that other receiver for the Jets? Is it going to be Chris Hogan? I mean, you know, Mims is is still hurt. I, I just I don't know, and so I'm not I'm not looking at that other Jets receiver. That's why I haven't been ignoring that other spot. But there's nothing really to talk about on that. On the 49er side of the ball, they just signed Mohamed Sanu. Don't think that makes a difference in this game. It's you know he, he still needs to acclimate to the offense. I don't think he just jumps in there and starts playing receiver, even though they are desperately hurting at receiver. Debo Samuels is on IR, and 
Brandon Ayuk, uh, I'm not sure that he's playing yet. A lot of question marks on that. So uh, you can't really start those guys with confidence. And, you know, Kittle's hurt. That's an issue. And I think that's why a lot of people might be trying to pick the Jets, being like, oh, seven points, the Niners are losing, you know, their whole offense is injured. Uh, obviously, you're not going to play Garoppolo. Uh, I'm not high on Garoppolo this week because he has nobody to throw to. Jordan Reed, I'm huge on Jordan Reed. So he's going to be the tight end replacing Kittle. And, you know, if you remember uh, Jordan Reed from Washington days, he's always been a good threat. And now with the 49ers, I don't think he misses a beat. If he doesn't get hurt, of course, he obviously has a huge injury history. I think he's a good play this week. Play him. Like, I'm not even saying, uh, you know, use him as a backup or, you know, if other people are injured or whatever. No, you need to play Jordan Reed if you have him. I think it's a good matchup. And Raheem Mostert and Jarek McKinnon. I, Jets are pretty good at stopping the run, but I think there's some receiving value. And I, I think that's where those targets go, that we're going to go to the receivers, is to the running backs and tight ends. So I'm all about those tight ends and running backs in this matchup. And, I'm you know, I'm not all about those receivers in this matchup. Well, uh, it'll be interesting how it plays out. But, uh, again, Jets are so bad, I see the 49ers winning by that seven, even with their injuries. This next game, the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are favored by five and a half points. And I'm picking the Packers and giving up the five and a half. The one thing about the Lions that uh, are is pretty maddening is the fact that they can't win a football game and the Packers being at home I just really you know that that's a tough place to play in the first place and I think the Packers are, are talented enough to to cover that spread so fantasy football perspective I like everybody in this matchup almost I like well except for the running backs of the Lions and I'll get to that but Aaron Rodgers I think has an amazing day he might be the start of the week to be honest Detroit has a horrible secondary. Mitchell Trubisky looked amazing against them. That's hard for, you know, you know you're bad if a quarterback like Mitchell Trubisky can look that good. So Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback, so I just think he dominates the Detroit Lions. So you need to start him with high confidence. Aaron Jones, I think, is a must-start. You need to play him. Lions are not good at defending the running back and Aaron Jones is a pretty good running back so it's uh sometimes doesn't get much more complicated than that Devontae Adams you need to play him he was amazing I think he stays amazing he'll be the guy Lazard I think you need to play him uh Marquez Valdez-Scantling I think he's a good pickup option i didn't name him so stay tuned for maybe next week uh i still want to see more from him but he can have a pretty decent uh week and then you know tight end position who's the tight end gonna be um is it sternberger is it gonna be um mercedes lewis who knows um i'm staying away from the tight end position just for that reason there's just too many people and it's like shooting darts like which tight end is going to get the touchdown. So 
that's the only reason. If there was a tight end I was really confident in that would be consistent, I would pick him. But at this point, I'm not. And then on the Detroit side of the ball, oh, sorry, let me go back to some of the running backs. Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, out on them. You know, Aaron Jones, I feel like it's his show. I'm not going to play that guessing game on the other running backs. So I would stay away from them. Detroit Lions side of the ball, staying away from all the running backs. Adrian Peterson could actually have a pretty good day. I think they're going to try to use him a lot and give him the ball. Uh, I just feel like they're going to be behind pretty quickly, and it's going to take away from Adrian Peterson's effectiveness. So I'm I'm not feeling like Adrian Peterson's a start. DeAndre Swift is definitely on your bench, and you're not even thinking twice about that. At the, you know, Stafford has some potential because they're going to be behind and have to pass, but I don't see him as a top twelve quarterback in this one. So I I know that uh, Cousins had a a great ga- uh, game just because he was playing from behind. Stafford has that same ability. I think he's a better quarterback than Cousins, but I I don't like banking on just straight up garbage time points and. So I don't have the confidence in Stafford. Uh, Kenny Galladay is not going to probably play this week. So uh, Marvin Jones is the guy. I do like Marvin Jones. I think you can start him. Uh, Quentin Cephas, or Quintez Cephas, um, he could be a sneaky play because they need to get the ball somewhere. And Hawkinson, of course. I feel like Hawkinson's going to uh, make that next step this year. I don't think as good as you know Noah Fant. Fantasy football-wise, but uh, he's still a solid tight end option, and you just need to keep playing him. And uh, it's, I think this game, usually this is a pretty uh, low-scoring game. I think this is going to be a higher-scoring game than normal, definitely like in the 30s. We'll see. What, 35, 24? I don't like predicting scores, but uh, somewhere around there. And we'll see uh, how it plays out, but uh, I definitely think the Packers cover. This next game is Minnesota at Indianapolis. And Indianapolis is favored by three. And I think the Colts do it. I know I picked them last week to beat Jacksonville, and they were upset. But uh, I just feel like the Vikings' weakness is the Colts' strengths, and they're able to pull it off, especially at home. So fantasy football-wise, I you know, you're starting Davin Cook because he's your guy, first-round draft pick. I don't, you know, he's, he's actually pretty uh, solid regardless of who he plays, so you're, you're playing Davin Cook. Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, I'm I'm not sure you play him. I don't think he has a big game. He's not in my top 12, so I would definitely not be starting Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen, uh, you know, he's, all that's there. He had a, a ton of targets. I think it's kind of plays out the same way where the Vikings will start getting behind because their secondary is so awful. And I, you know, it was horrible against Green Bay. I don't see it improving against Indianapolis. I feel like their receivers are even more dynamic. I mean, outside of Devontae Adams, of course. So, um, yeah, I, I like Adam Thielen because he's going to have to be busy for them to stay in the game. And. You know, B.C. Johnson was 
kind of hurt? Is he going to play? Probably. Uh, Jefferson, you know, you can cut him. I don't think he's relevant. He's. I just don't feel like he's a good fit for that offense, even though I like the talent. And, you know, Irv Smith, Kyle Rudolph, who do they throw to? There's two tight ends there. Neither has, you know, did anything last week. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm out on both tight ends. So really it's what Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and, and that's all I'm playing on, on Minnesota this week. On the uh, Indianapolis side of the ball, Phillip Rivers, I think he has a great game. That secondary horde, I think he beats it up. Uh, Jack Doyle's hurt, so you know I'm staying away from tight ends. I like the matchup this week, but with injuries and things, I'm just not confident in, in starting a tight end in this matchup because of that. So, but the receivers I like a lot. Paris Campbell I think has a big game. T.Y. Hilton I think has a big game. I think they're going to get a lot of targets, you know, both of them. Naheem Hines I like just because of the targets he's going to get through the air. I am not big on the ground game for Indianapolis in this one. So what JT, uh, Jonathan Taylor I think is... Uh, not going to have the production that everyone's expecting. You know, I've heard that he's a must-start and he's going to have a big game. Um, I like Naheem Hines better just for the the passing aspect. And, you know, if he's able to get some run-in, great. But, uh, yeah, uh, Hines and Campbell and Hilton are my guys with Rivers. And I'll even throw in Michael Pittman. I think he can have a productive game. I mean, everyone was ready to bury him the first week. And, you know, some of the rookies played well. Some of them didn't. And I'm, I'm not ready to, to bury Michael Pittman just yet after one game, him being a rookie. Having said that, I'm not going to start him. But uh, don't be surprised if he's a little bit more involved and looks a little bit better this week. But overall, it's kind of a it's a blah type of game, fantasy football-wise, for me. But uh, again, I think the Colts end up covering the uh, three-point spread. This next game, the New York Giants at Chicago Bears. Five and a half points is uh, the spread in favor of Chicago. I get it's at Soldier Field. Giants aren't very good, but uh, you know Bears beat the Lions. I'm taking the Giants and getting the five and a half. I think it's a really close game. I I don't know who wins this game, but uh, I think it's closer than that for sure. And so I'm taking the, the the Giants and getting the five and a half points. And the reason I say that is because I, you know, the, the Giants' defense has a lot of holes, and it, it looks good from Chicago's perspective, but I don't really like anyone. I just don't like that that Nagy offense. Um, Trubisky will have an average day, and he won't have a week like he had the week before. David Montgomery is not going to be effective He'll be all right, but uh, I feel like, uh, you know, the way he's used makes it kind of a risky play every week, and I don't have confidence in him. I mean, if you have him on your team, he's probably going to be a flex play for you, which is all right. You know, that's worth the risk. I, I just, uh, and, you know, me, me saying that, I'm not saying that I think he has a horrible game. You need to bench him. I just... I'm not expecting a, you know, I'm not excited about it, I guess is the, the best way to phrase that. Allen Robinson I really like. 
I liked him last week, though, and I was disappointed that he didn't uh, do better. I like him in this game, though. I don't think there's anyone in on the New York Giants that can match up with him. I think he's a really great receiver. So I'm high on him. I'm high on Anthony Miller. And really, I'm just high on Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller for the Bears. And then you go back to the Giants side of the ball. Daniel Jones is going to have a tough game. The, the Bears' defense kind of showed me something last week, though, against the Lions. They're not as fearsome as they were before. Definitely a, l- a lot more holes. And I'm uh, I'm not starting Daniel Jones, but I don't think he has a horrible game. Golden Tate, you know, uh, who knows if he's going to be playing or not. I, I like Slayton in this. I-, I liked what he did against Pittsburgh, and I think he can do the same things against Chicago. And, you know, Shepard was kind of quiet last week. And I like Shepard in this one. So I like both receivers. And I like Ingram. I think Ingram can, you know, against the Bears especially. Uh, Ingram had a quiet game against the Steelers, but I think Ingram can have, you know, an impact against the uh, the Bears. And uh, the, the Bears have always been susceptible to, t- to the tight end position. So, uh, you know, Shepard, Ingram, and uh, Slayton I don't think are terrible plays. And, uh, I mean, if you have better options, of course. But uh, this is one of those games where it's kind of a blah game. You know, if you have better options, use them. But uh, I think the players I mentioned can still give you a a decent day where it's not going to kill you in regards to, you know, be one of those uh, negative producers or or below expectation producers that that, uh, hurt your, your fantasy week. They, they, I don't think they'll be the ones to win your week, however, and that's where, you know, you usually like more upside than that from players than what you're going to get in this matchup. But uh, it'll be interesting, but take the Giants and take the five and a half points. Buffalo at Miami is the next game we'll talk about, and Buffalo is favored by five and a half points. I'm taking Buffalo. I know at Miami, it's, you know, that Florida weather, it's, it's, it's tough to play with all that humidity. And, but Buffalo, just, I like the matchup. I don't like the matchup for Miami, so I think Buffalo covers that 5.5. So I'm, uh, I'm taking Buffalo. And fantasy football-wise, Miami, I'm, I'm not liking anybody. Miles Gaskin, Howard, uh, Brita any of those running backs uh, against Buffalo. I, I really like Buffalo's defense, and I liked what they did against the Jets. I think they continue it against the Dolphins. And, I mean, I, I can't imagine an easier first two-game schedule than what the Bills are, are facing, but uh, they'll uh, they'll be 2-0 and after this week. And uh, I don't like anyone on the Dolphins. Devontae Parker potentially is hurt. Who knows? We'll find out more. It's tough to you know, to, to know for sure about injuries this early in the week. So I'm really guessing in regards to who I think will play and not. Parker plays. I don't like him. If he doesn't play, I definitely don't like him. Preston Williams, don't like him. I don't like anyone on the Dolphins, to be honest. Gasicki, maybe Gasicki. But uh, he had a really rough first week, and I don't really see a lot in him coming up for this week. On the Bill side of the ball, though, I like a lot of, uh, of players. 
I'm not as high on Singletary just because I feel like he's a little bit in the doghouse with Buffalo, and uh, I like the way they're utilizing Zach Moss more than I like the way they're utilizing Devin Singletary. So I'm all over Zach Moss. I would start him with confidence, and he could be a sleeper. And I haven't put together my FanDuel lineup yet, but I'm, I'm thinking it might have some Zach Moss in it. Uh, we'll find out when I when I put it together. But I really like this matchup that he has. And Josh Allen, I think he has a superb matchup. I feel like he continues what he did that first week. This could be a really big game for him as well. And John Brown, Stefan Diggs, I, I like that you know Cole Beasley even I like all of them uh, start all the bills with confidence tight end obviously there's not a lot uh, enough balls to go around Buffalo Buffalo doesn't pass the ball as much as other teams you know Josh Allen rushes the ball as much as the running backs at times especially the way he played the first week so Dawson Knox uh, as much as I like him as a tight end I don't feel like he's fantasy relevant and I would not be even thinking about him so there you go Moss Allen the Diggs and Brown are, are must-starts this week. And, I mean, if you're desperate, Beasley in a pinch could have a decent game. So there's there's a lot to like from the Bills' perspective. Uh, not so much anything to like from, from the Dolphins' perspective. So we'll move on. The next game is Carolina at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is favored by 7.5 points. And I know Tampa Bay didn't play as well as they could have against New Orleans. Carolina lost at home to the Raiders, but seven and a half points in a division game, I, I just, that still boggles my mind. I like Carolina's offense. I think they have a good offense. It's their defense that struggles. So I'm taking the Carolina and the points. I think Tampa Bay wins, but you give me that many points and give me Carolina any day of the week in, in this type of matchup. And from a fantasy football perspective, there's not a lot I don't like. You know, Christian McCaffrey is going to have a rough day rushing the ball. Tampa Bay is really good at stuffing the run. They did a good job on Kamara. Kamara got, you know, some short touchdowns and, and did most of his work receiving. I think that's how McCaffrey is this week. Same uh, game plan for him. So I think McCaffrey's productive, but uh, rushing-wise is kind of has a slow day. Teddy Bridgewater... I think he can have a, a decent day. You know, I was high on him last week. He disappointed me a little bit. I am still I'm, I'm high on him in regards to I think he's maybe in the top 12 this week. He's right on that 12, 13, 14 range. But, uh, uh, you know, do you start him? It's, you know, what's your other options? You know, if you have a better option, then, yep. Yeah, start the other option but I, th I think he has a, a decent game through the air Tampa Bay is uh, is not good at defending the pass they, they showed up better against New Orleans than uh, what I was expecting but one game doesn't give me confidence that that's going to be a season-long trend and receiver wise for Carolina Robbie Anderson you got to like what he does I think you know he showed week one that uh, he's really excelling in, in Matt Rule's offense I mean he uh, he was the better receiver than DJ Moore, so I like Robbie Anderson. I do like DJ Moore. I just feel like he's the you know he's he's a number one receiver that's not quite the number one receiver. And if you give him attention, he kind of takes him out of the game a little bit. And I think that's what happened week one. And and I liked that matchup week one. And 
so I feel like it could be more of the same in week two, kind of the same same uh, storyline in regards to Robbie Anderson lighting it up, DJ Moore being okay, but, you know, getting 60, 70 yards, no touchdowns. And then, you know, Ian Thomas was a disappointment last week, and I'm thinking that he rebounds a little bit, maybe has a better game. And that's if he's, you know, not injured. And on Tampa Bay side of the ball, Tom Brady, really got to like Tom Brady. I would start him with confidence. I think he's a top six quarterback this week. I like Ronald Jones. I think, you know, Carolina's one of the worst teams at defending the running back. And uh, I know it's, you know, with all the running backs in Tampa, Ronald Jones kind of emerged as the front runner. So I like him in this matchup. I think you, you know, you, you go with what the Carolina's weakness is, which is stopping the run. So I would start Ronald Jones with a lot of confidence in this game. Out of all the backs on Tampa Bay, too, I'd still go with Ronald Jones as a good start. Receiver-wise, Godwin has a concussion, so if he's out of protocol, I like Godwin. I think he's a good play. Mike Evans is a good play. Scotty Miller is a good play. So all those receivers, tight ends even, Gronkowski, Howard, they're all good plays. The issue is they're all good plays, so, you know, not everyone can eat. There's not going to be enough balls for everyone to uh, to uh, have a successful day. But, I mean, it'd be nice if, uh, you know, all six of the guys I mentioned just had monster games. But uh, someone's going to suffer just for the fact that uh, they're someone else is going to have a big game. And I don't know who that's going to be. But w- with the matchups, I think you got to play everybody and uh, hope that it's your guy because they all have potential to have really big games against these Carolina defense so this should be a high-scoring game. I'm I'm excited about it. It should be fun. And, you know, Carolina's kind of a fun team to watch, even though they're they're not a good team. They're, they're, they're talented and, and fun. And Tampa Bay, we don't know what they what they are yet. You know, they, they lost to the Saints, but I think a lot of teams will lose to the Saints. So they're, they're a fun team, too, and, and have a lot of talent. So it should be a really good matchup. Let's get to the final morning game, and that is Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee being at home is favored by 10 points, and I don't like that at all. I mean, again, a divisional game, 10 points. Give me Jacksonville. Tennessee will win this game. I'm pretty confident about that, but I'm taking the 10 points in Jacksonville. That's just too many points, and I uh, I think Jacksonville was, you know, they surprised the Colts, and I feel like they have some of that left for Tennessee. Although I will say that, uh, you know, Tennessee's defense is, is really good, but I, th- I thought the Colts' defense was pretty good. So, yeah, give me that 10 points. And from a fantasy football perspective, I'll start in Jacksonville really quick. It's uh, it's going to be a tough game to go around. I think Gardner Minshew has a slow day. I think James Robinson is uh, a non-play. I know he's getting a lot of hype and had a pretty decent first week. Um I, I think there's plenty of options down the road to start him. This isn't one of the weeks I would put him on the bench. Receiver-wise, LaVishka Chenault, he does so many things that I think he actually could be a decent flex play. Uh, they're going to be needing to move the ball, and you give it to your playmakers, and I think he's one of the best playmakers. DJ Chark, he uh, will have a 
average game. So, you know, basically what he did last week, I think he can do this week. Nothing exciting, and uh, which, which I like DJ Chark, but uh, he has a first a rough couple of matchups the first two weeks. And uh, so, yeah, I don't expect him to, to, to be a difference maker. Eifert, uh, Tyler Eifert is hurt, so who knows if he's going to play. I would probably start him. I like the way, you know, I like what Fant did at tight end. Obviously, Fant's a freak of nature. Eifert is injury prone, and he's hurt again. So, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm probably sitting out on the tight end position for the Jacksonville Jaguars in this one. Conley, maybe I, I don't know. I, I I basically am. I like Shark to be average. I like Chenault to be a surprise potentially flex play. That's about it on Jacksonville. Tennessee is a completely different story. Derrick Henry should just dominate. I'm looking for a big game from Derrick Henry. He didn't have a good game against Denver, but he never does. He doesn't do very well before November. He never does. But this matchup is just golden for him. There's no way why he shouldn't dominate and get a lot of points and touchdowns. So this this will be the Derrick Henry game. I like him. I think you can start him with confidence. Same with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I think Tannehill is a decent play. A.J. Brown's a decent play. Corey Davis, I, I think you know if he can repeat what he did first week, you can start talking about him in the discussion of playing him week to week. But until you see more from him, I'm still keeping him on my bench for better options. And Janu Smith, I don't have to talk about Janu Smith anymore. I talk enough about Janu Smith. I think he's he's one of my favorite tight ends. He scored against Denver. Um, I think he can have a, a big game here. I just like his talent too much. And I, you know, Humphreys again for the contract he signed he's really a non-factor I mean he'll get a couple catches but won't be a fantasy a contributor so that's from the Tennessee perspective there's a lot to like and I know what you're thinking there's a lot to like in Tennessee not in Jacksonville Tennessee should win by 10 I just don't see it I think you know it'll be closer and uh uh yeah, this this will be an interesting game to follow. There's there's a lot of different uh, game scripts that could follow, so I'm kind of interested to see how it plays out because I, I think with all the games, this is one of the ones that uh, is is harder to predict in regards to what that the uh, the gameplay is going to look like. And that will do it. For today's podcast, we appreciate you listening to the Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast. In a couple days, we'll get to the afternoon games, the starts of the week, and then I'll give you my fan duel lineup. But until then, have a great day, and we appreciate you listening. As always, take care. <laughs>